Uh, we're going. We're live. We're All right, we're, we're going. We're live. Yeah. All right, this Adam. Is, uh, thank you so much for having me, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I saw you and kind of had that interaction, and I was just like, I got to talk to him, and especially <laughs> the, the topics that we're talking about. I'm not sure if you have something you want to kind of point out or you want to touch on, but a lot of what you were talking about that night was very intriguing because I also. I'm nowhere near as far as you, as far as what you were talking about, uh-huh. but I definitely have started that journey. Nice. Well, yeah. like meditation? Uh, meditation. Yeah. And uh, I know a little bit about what you were kind of talking about, the Kundalini yoga and things like that. Right. But as far as meditation, I'm kind of early on. Uh-huh. I've been doing it for like 10 years, but nothing consistent. You know, it's kind of been like I, I go a couple months, a couple years, you know, and then I lose, you know... Uh, Whatever it is, it's just something that I can't grasp a hundred percent. Right. But you know, you speaking to you know four or five, six hours at a time is something that I sh- strive to to kind of get to. Uh huh. You know. So like and meditating for like six hours in a row. Trying, you know, just yeah, yeah, pushing yeah. pushing my my abilities as far as possible. Uh huh. So you know, if I can sit in a room and just concentrate on my breath for six hours, that that. To me, it kind of gives me a little bit of a will over what I want because, you know, six hours is a long time. I'm nowhere near that. I can do 30 minutes at the most right now. And if I really push it, maybe 45. But, you know, anything over an hour is unheard of, at least right now for me. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I guess that's that's where I'm at in that journey. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to bring you on. One, to get to know you, you know, human being. We're, we're in, on Earth, and we're kind of doing the same thing. Right, know, right, right. Figuring our way out around. But uh, essentially, like, that meditation really struck a chord with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of want to speak to you more on that and, and what your experiences are and how how you were able to achieve some of these goals that, you, that you've, you've got to. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll start off by saying, you know, um, yeah, like, I am not from El Paso. Okay. I was born in California, and then I went to like Connecticut, and then North Carolina, and then Denver, and then came here. But I started my meditation experience when I was around fourteen or fifteen, and okay. that's because a friend of mine. Well, I'm also like a really good skateboarder too. Yeah, you <laughs> like mentioned, you mentioned yeah, that. Like, plug. <laughs> <laughs> You're not only a meditator; you have other other uh, gifts. Right. So I've been skating since I was three, and it's something that like you always meet really interesting people when you're like. And you share a common interest with somebody, you know, you're going to be able to connect a lot quicker. Absolutely. When I was skating, you know, I would be able to go to the park alone and maybe play a game of skate with somebody. If you don't know what that is, it's just kind of like horse. Yeah. Skateboarding. Yeah. I I skated very, very briefly in childhood, but nothing after that. So I'm kind of like, I know what skate is. I've played it nowhere near the level you have, I'm sure. But, you know, I'm kind of, I know what skate is. So, yeah. So it's, it's really cool because. You know, it takes a lot of time to get into it, and once someone is good, then you, like, recognize that, and so my buddy Miguel, um, I don't know if I should say his name, but yeah, he's just, I'm not going to say his last name, but yeah, Miguel, he would come also from the summer, so I was living in uh, North Carolina, and he was living in Chicago, and every year for the summer, we'd fly out to El Paso, my dad lives here, and his dad lives here, so we had that in common, and I saw him at the park, and he was, like, so much energy, like, like literally you could feel his vibrations like wow. anywhere in the park. You could feel it. It was like someone wearing too much cologne kind of. Yeah. But with energy. Wow. And it was crazy. And I was just like, hey, man, you know, like let's hang out outside of skating and stuff. So I went to his crib and I just saw that he had all like all these crystals and like incense. And he had like a place that he meditated. And I was like, oh, well, like what's that about? You know, and he's like, oh, yeah. So like let me put you on to it. So basically 
you know, he told me about the chakras and he told me about like how we have this aura around us and within us. There's also chakras like above our heads. And, you know, he just kind of told me all the basic stuff and he set me on like a routine. Mm -hmm. So what I did was for the first like month, I would just learn how to get into a trance. So the way he explained that to me is just by, you know, breathing all the way in and then like breathing all the way out. But, you know, you can keep track of it. So you want to like a nice even breath the whole way so you can count like five seconds, six seconds, seven seconds. But it has to be even all the way in and you just like let it go. And, and what you do is you put your mind in like this place where you're like it's all dark around you and you're on the ladder. And every time you breathe in, you're just chilling on the ladder and then you breathe out and you start slowly moving down the ladder. And then you hold that and then you breathe in again and you're not moving on the ladder and then you breathe out again and you just slowly make your way all the way down until you feel like all you are is your your consciousness. You don't feel your body anymore. And that's when you get into a trance. Okay. So that's when it all started to me because I was able to get into it really quickly. And he started talking to me about like past life regressions. So have you heard of anything like that? Like being able to tap into your... Past life regression? No, I, I have zero knowledge on past life regressions. That's the first time I heard that term, but I'm absolutely... I'm intrigued right now. There is nothing that I want to know more than, you know, what you got to talk about right now, man. Dude, it's, yeah. It's insane. Past it's life regression is crazy. Yeah. So, like, once I got at the hang of that, you know, he noticed that I was getting it really quickly. And so he's like, you know what? Let me try something because if you have meditated in your past lives, then it'll come into the life that you're in now. So it'll come a lot easier to you and you'll have a lot more energy because you've already been doing it. So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? But with the past life, it's like really emotional. And you have to like face all your demons before you go into it. It's a really crazy process. I actually have a journal of it, of my experience. I was home alone and I decided to do it. And basically what you do is you go into the trance and you go so far into the trance that you see like a doorway. And that doorway has like a certain like number on it or something. And there's like so many doorways I saw. Like I could look past it and I could just see like all these doorways. I just opened the one that was closest to me. And it literally transported me into another person's life. It was crazy. I was, in, I was like a soldier. And what happened was when I went into that trance and I opened the door, it just got really, really bright. And I noticed that I was like leaving like an army tent. And inside the tent, it's all dark. And then when you open it, it's all like light from the sun. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, feeling so much heartbreak. So I had learned like in that moment that my wife had died and I was on duty. Okay. And the next thing I remember, I was just opening the, the thing and I saw the bright light and I was crying. And myself, I was actually crying and I was breaking down and I felt every single emotion that he was going through at the time. And I just ran out there and I look at my friend and that happened to be Miguel. He was with me at that time in the past life. We did it again. And he said that, yeah, he, he remembers seeing me and doing the similar stuff. And like, it was just pretty crazy. Like it was a whole emotional experience. I, I just started bawling out crying, yeah. started connecting with him a lot. And the last thing I remember was like running out and then just hearing like a, like a loud bang, and then, and then that was it. So I got like a flashback of the last few moments of my previous life, which was pretty insane. But it can give, go even further than that if you go to door after door after door, which is something that I need to do, but it just takes such a, a yeah, toll on you. It, and when you, when you recall like the memories right now, do you feel that, that same emotion? Like, like if it were to happen, like let's say something in your childhood, something in your past, you kind of think about it and that memory brings back those emotions. Do you feel that when you speak about like going through this door and being that other person? Is it the same like kind of sense of emotion that you feel or is it can are you removed from the situation? 
Well, at the time, it was very emotional, but mm-hmm. I was very logical about the whole thing, too. Okay. Like, by the way, I'm, like, the hugest skeptic on, like, all of the meditation stuff. I, I don't believe it at all until this one thing happened, which which made me open my eyes to it, that it was absolutely real. And that was after I was already doing it for three years before I met professional psychics. Okay. And they confirmed what I was seeing and what I was doing and everything like that. So it was pretty crazy. But back to the thing, yeah, I, I do feel just bringing it up, I do feel the emotions of the previous life, but it's something that I can control because I know that like I'm in here now. You're you're so far, and forgive me if this is a weird question, but is the first door the last life, or is it just kind of like a random, from what you know, is that your, your most recent experience, or is that just what's relevant or what's closest to you or what you're able to accomplish they wouldn't give you the i mean you wouldn't experience the hardest emotion you have in your past life so in your opinion or like what you know of it is it the most recent i would say yeah it was the most recent one okay yeah 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 so it just saw it kind of shows you like um like a weird number on the door whether it's uh english or some kind of weird like symbol but it like like represents that part of your life Mm mm-hmm uh, where your energy, because energy cannot be created nor destroyed, only transferred. Okay. So we're made of energy. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but if you want, I could tell you that story about how I met the psychics. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm up. I'm up for it. You that know, was any, a crazy anything? day, man. I was in North Carolina, and uh, I was skating before that, and and you know I was saying like when you skate you have a good bond. So I was skating and I was hanging out with my with my friends, and they invited me over to their house to like have a few drinks or something like another friend that wasn't there so it was like this couple and we go to their house and uh one thing leads to another all of a sudden we're talking about ghost stories or how some paranormal stuff's happening in their house and uh i was like showing them this ball of energy energy that you can do in your palms so if you like press down in the middle of your palms right there it kind of like activates the energy and so i was able to produce a large amount of energy between my hands and if you were to put your hands in there it would feel either like warm or cold or, you know, it could feel anything. You could just feel like a tingle or something like that. I don't okay. know if you want to try it. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel warm. Okay. And there's a slight tingle in my ring finger. But. Let me see if I can make it like stronger. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, like you have to like envision like a sun or something within your hands. And so I was doing that to them and they started like tripping out because they could all feel it and it was really strong. And so they were asking about, they had like this little kid's toy in their living room and it would, to activate it, it made like a little noise, a little jingle. But to do it, the the thing was kind of messed up. So you had to press the button like really, really hard, almost too hard for the kid to do it. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of the night, the toy would keep going off and they're like, what the fuck? Like, is it an an electrical issue or something like that? And the guy, like, he knows about, like, electrical stuff, so he, like, took it apart and, like, saw it. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's fine. I don't know what's going on. Every night it keeps going off. So I, I told him, I was like, hey, well, do you want me to tell you, like, that you have a spirit here? Do you want me to describe it? And they were skeptical at first, but I said it was basically what I said. I said, okay, well, there's a guy actually staring at, at us in the hall, and he has, like, a brown suit and, like, a brown top hat and, like, kind of, like, well-dressed, and he's looking for a journal or a book. And that's when they start getting, like, really tripped out. So they call, literally hire two professional psychics to come to this house. And, you know, it's around like eight or something like that. So they pull up at like nine or something. And that's already, I've already told them about the ghosts and all that. And the first thing these psychics do 
is they come up and they're like, okay, well, before like anything, we need to tell you that you do have a spirit here. Uh, it's an older gentleman with a brown suit, like a brown hat, and he's looking for a book. And that's when they like I look at myself too, like whoa, like, like you, you stunned yourself. You were like, wow, yeah. like. So when you're when you're kind of feeling these things, and when you're, what what is. I mean, what is the 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 quantifiable thing that you see or you feel? Like, what is it that that makes you certain, or what is it that you interpret? Well, the thing is that I wasn't certain about it. Okay. So when I when I was like when I vision things, it's because we have like the pineal gland. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard of it. Yeah. If you focus on that, it, it allows you to see into different energy fields and stuff. So almost like seeing into a different dimension, I guess. So when I would just close my eyes, I would kind of like, have you ever seen like the old Daredevil movies when he's like, you know, he's blind, but he can see everything because of like the vibrations Because of the stuff? vibrations. And That's kind of how I, how I feel like, and I get to see emotion on this person. I get to see, you know, what they're dressed like, you know, everything like around them, other spirits in the area if I focus enough. So it kind of looks like that, like it kind of makes itself up from the energies that I'm feeling and okay. I'll get the image from that and I'll just go on that because it feels like the most, because I'll just quiet my mind. And I won't try to imagine anything, and I won't try to believe anything, and I'll just, whatever comes out of my mouth is what I, I believe it is. And so at that moment, when they hire the psychics, and the thing that they say first is, is the exact same thing that I saw, I was like, okay, and I got more confident in it. And then I went into a meditative uh, stance and uh, a state, went into a trance or whatever, and then I talked to the guy. And I remember doing my meditation so much, so in the astral world, I was like 16 feet tall, had giant wings, super long blonde hair, like really boss style in the astral realm because in the realm we're in right now, we can breathe in more energy. You can keep on accumulating more energy. But once you pass on, like the energy you have is basically like what you're stuck with. So I'm able to interact with these spirits and they look at me like, oh shit, like this is some type of like higher energy being. And so I was able to tell this guy like what had happened that he didn't even know he had died. And I felt like his entire life story within like a flash of a second. And then I just saw like this bright light come and then he was gone. Wow. And what do you feel when you go through this and you kind of come out of it on the other side, right on the other side, like you're back, you feel your body. Oh, I don't believe it. You don't believe it. You're just like, and, and, and any of this has ever been, I mean, I don't know if you, um, you know, do psychedelics or anything like that, but has any of this been, like, close enough to psychedelics in order for you to be like, yeah, maybe I'm still kind of under the influence, or is this so far removed that there's no way that what I'm feeling right now has en- is anything, you know, outside of my body and my energy? Uh-huh. Um, well, like, psychedelics are just a tool. Okay. But they help you in that moment. It's, it, and, and you can take from that wherever whatever you want because mm-hmm. once you expand yourself, you're already expanded that much. Like you don't really retract. Okay. So your years of meditating that you put into it, like they're still there, you know. Um, but the thing is, you know, like you're just not practicing it every day. And so you're not really feeling the benefits of it. But it's still in there. Like I'm sure you've grown more from when you were meditating than before you weren't. And like you still have those positive uh, effects that that were taking place when you were doing it, but um, yeah, like sometimes I just don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Because like I said, I, like I'm a huge skeptic on it. But yeah. the moment that it became real is the moment that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like I for sure have like something that's different. I can see things that other people can't. I can hear. I can feel. 
since then. I have all of them. And my mom, too, my grandma, like, is passed down, apparently. My mom didn't tell me until I was, like, 20. So so you went, when you first started meditating, you kind of, you know, went, in, went on this journey. How old were you? Uh, I was, like, 14, 15. So you were 14, and before that you had, you were a skeptic. You didn't do it. You didn't meditate. You yeah. didn't know anything about it. I didn't and know nothing. Five years in was when your mom was like, hey, me too. Yeah. Kind of, essentially. And also grandma and, uh-huh. you know, however many back it goes. So... Is it everybody? Like, I don't know if you have siblings, but do they all have the same kind of ability? Would they, if you did have siblings? Like, is it passed down to every child? Is it, um, you know, like, what is it that you understand is passed down and to who and and to what extent? Right. Uh, Back to, like, the psychedelic things. I have done psychedelics. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I'll get back to the time. No, that's fine. I feel like I skipped over that last one. But, no, I, I, uh, I don't feel like the psychedelics in any way are... Are like a reason why I see those things or you know sometimes I would take shrooms or something and I would just be out with my friends and living in the moment and just enjoying life and enjoying the feeling that my body's giving me off of these psychedelics but then when I go and meditate there's actually a meditation that releases some kind of like chemical in your brain where you feel pretty high yeah so I'll do that and that feels really good. It feels better than the drugs. It feels better than any psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Because you, you feel like naturally you feel connected to it. You know, you can tap out of it whenever you want. And what would it what would it take to to reach kind of like the the level that you've accomplished? Like what is it what was the hard part? So I'm sure none of this was like it just came it, a lot of it came naturally, but none of it was easy to do. Right. You know, so what is the hard part? What is the the kind of like if you know, somebody is going down the same a similar journey where they want to kind of push themselves as far as possible. What is like that 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 wall or that barrier that you feel is the most important to kind of to realize going from an everyday meditator just because they can calm their body and then going into, you know, astral world and projections and, you know, feeling and, and seeing things that from past lives and, and things, you know, of that nature. Mm-hmm. Well, if I was to get a starter to somebody to start off with, it's, it's that consistency, though, too, you know. If you want to reach a really high level f- fairly quickly, then you need to be consistent with it. And it's a whole routine, so you have to continue with the routine. So when I started, I had an entire year routine that I stuck to. And if I missed a day, I would start over oh, from okay. day one. So yeah. I would be at six months, and I was already at, like, way this ahead level. And then, you know what, I, I missed a day because I got too drunk or something with my friends. And then the next morning, I would, like, wake up and, like, discipline myself to wake up early and then restart the entire program. Okay. Um, so with me, I think it was just, like, like dedication and, you know, commitment. So every single day, I was in high school at the time. So my school didn't start till like, 7 or 8. I would wake up at 4 in the morning. I would go run a mile. I would get home. I would read, like, a chapter or two of, like, some scientific book about neurons or the brain or something about how our body works or something. And then I would meditate for, like, an hour. And then I would do, like, yoga, the kundalini yoga. And then I would take, like, a cold shower or something, you know, eat some oats and then head to school, go to school. And then throughout the school period, just focus on, like, my breathing, being conscious of it, um, seeing other people's auras all the time, you know, just sitting in the back of the class instead of in the front because I, I usually like being in the front. But I would sit in the back and I would just kind of look at everybody, you know. And this one time there's, like, four people tapping their foot in front of me. And... I had like smoked weed for the first time in like a super long time because when I was meditating, I wouldn't do any drugs. I wouldn't really drink or anything like that. I only 
later on into it. So some friends, you know, I, I smoked it like one hit of the weed and then I went into my class and it amplified what I was feeling and sensing. So I was so into the auras of everybody. I was so into like my aura. I was so into the energies of everything. And I looked down at these people tapping and I, and I look at the middle one and in my mind, I just say stop. And then they just stop tapping. And then I trip myself. I'm like, okay, all right. The front one now, stop. And then she stops. And then the back one, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let this one tap for a while. And then, okay, the other two are not moving. Okay, stop. Third one, stop. I was like, oh shit, this is fun. <laughs> so then I was like, back to the middle. I was like, continue. And then boom, like right on cue. So I was messing with that the entire class instead of focusing on what I needed to. I was just like literally manipulating like small amounts of energy on, on something that's so minute. But to me, it seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's when it just kept getting realer and realer. And, and what was the what was the like accepting like accepting it one hundred percent? There's no there's no way that this isn't true. What was that experience? It was definitely with the feet and then with the psychics. With those two are the, the those are like this is it. This is this is who I am. This yeah. is like this is like this is real. It's right. not just a theory that I have. It's not just a kind of a coincidence. Because I mean, getting someone to stop. I mean, you could always. You know, blame coincidence. You know, uh, they might have just—it might have just been coincidental, or maybe you're thinking it so much that you kind of convinced yourself. But you don't seem like a guy that would just accept something for you know for coincidence. Like if it was happening, I, I believe that it happens. And the thing is, like, I believe in this stuff and other things. Like I don't know that they're not real, so I'm not gonna say no. But also at the same time, on the other side of that coin, I don't just go around saying, hey, look, this guy, you know, it's, it's something that I, that I believe is possible. You know, whether or not you did it, I don't know. But I would love to believe that that's exactly what was happening. You know, that's just, that's just how I am. I like to believe, like, there's ghosts because why not? You know, why, why not have, like, leftover energy after your life? And whether they're conscious or not, we don't know. You know, we don't know if ghosts are, I don't know. I don't know if you have any insight in that, but. Like From what I know, I guess, yeah, they're real. They're, no, 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 conscious. Like, like are they aware that they're a being, you know? They're, they're no longer in their, their you know, physical uh, vessels, right? We'll, we'll call our bodies a vessel. Uh -huh. But um, they're no longer in their physical vessel, but they are they aware from what you know and your experience? Are they aware that they're essentially a ghost? They're on this plane and they can't be seen or they think they could be seen, you know? Is there a level of, you know, consciousness to, like, these, these energies and these spirits? Uh, well, when I did that thing for that guy, it was almost like he was sleepwalking. But, you know, he was just, like, going about his business. And then once I told him, oh, like, no, you're actually dead, you know, like, the amount of shock that it, that, that was to him, it, it I, I think that, you know, they're kind of stuck in that time that they're in for some reason, but they're also here. It's really weird, but from what I remember, yeah, like they're not really too aware that they're dead or unless it's like a different type of entity because there's all kinds of spirits. Mm -hmm. There's spirits from other dimensions that are very aware and know exactly what they're doing. <coughs> or there's different ones where they're just kind of going about the motions. Okay. But I mean, it's not like scientifically proven or anything. Yeah, I don't think. But I've seen this show called Paranormal Activity, called On Camera, 
I've not heard of that show. Yeah. I've heard of the Paranoid Activity, the movies, but I've never seen the caught on camera or heard of it. Yeah, so it's not really like a scary thing, but what they do is they have like surveillance footage of spiritual activity. And okay. sometimes it'll be like somebody coming into frame and walking past like through like a chair or something at a pub or, you know, um, like a weird shadow or something being pushed or like it, they're literally catching these things on camera. Like and real paranormal activity action. And, you know, nowadays you can do anything, right, with video. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, any kid with a, with a cell phone can make a video looking pretty good, you know, and yeah. then with the deep fake stuff. Have you ever researched whether or not, like, that stuff is real? Like, is there any, anybody who's looked into it or are you kind of just kind of taking, like, hey, that looks real, it seems real, like, I'm going to take it, like, you know, face value? Mm -hmm. uh, it's very simple. Yeah. In my opinion, it's very simple to get something, you know, on camera and kind of tweak it enough, like, really get into it to where you're like, it looks so real, there's no way to, to tell. Mm -hmm. They're doing it in movies all the time, huh? Yeah. We believe everything, like, they showed us in movies, you know, stupid, but I don't know. I mean, I, I want to believe it. At the same time, I don't want to believe it. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Who yeah, knows? I mean, I don't, that, but that, that's like, I don't know, you know, so I don't want to. I don't want to accept it, but I don't want to also put it out, you know, as like, ah, it's just fake. I, I, I like the thought that there's, like, ghosts and, zomb and zombies and, and even, like... Like vampires. And yeah, vampires, all that stuff. Because, I mean, why not, first of all? Why wouldn't it be, like, the best thing ever if we realize that there's something, like, like as a vampire? It's, like, a real thing, and it's just like, wow, that's, like, another thing. I mean, extraterrestrials coming up in here. Yeah, ET, you know, aliens. I, I yeah. believe in aliens. I really do. I believe that we can't be the only ones. You'd be and stupid to believe that. Like, look I at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. I mean, like, what the fuck is that? We can't even. We can't even see. Like, our observable universe is just the parts that we can see. You know, and who's to say that it doesn't continue going after what we can't see? You know, and then at the same time, like, let's say it is only that. You know, what, is there a wall? Is there like a like a field? You know, it's it's so intriguing to think one way or the other, and I think no matter what the outcome is, it's gonna be mind blowing. You know, they they tomorrow NASA's like, hey, you know, uh, it is limited. You know, it's that's the end of the universe. This is how we could tell, and it adds up math. You know, everything that they do, it's like wow. So they haven't they already done the research on that, and that it is infinity. Like, basically, like, it just keeps on expanding. Yeah, yeah well, well, there's, like, several, like, and that, I think that goes into, like, multiverse theory. I don't know if you, like, kind of accept some of the, or subscribe to some of those theories, uh -huh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, inflation. And then with inflation, essentially, there's a lot of Big Bang situations continuously happening. So uh -huh. ours happen, and then infinity more are happening. And then they're just continuing on and on and on. So essentially, that is infinity, which is, I think is the most... Like, like the largest, largest of the theories, theories right? right? That, that makes it, like it's going on forever, and there's millions and millions and billions of Big Bangs going on and have gone on already. So that would be the largest case scenario, in my opinion, right? Uh -huh. But um, essentially, we don't see it all, though. You know, we don't see the end of whatever's happening. You know, and what if our universe, like observable universe, is the the original Big Bang, and then there's millions after that? You know, we, we, I don't know, we don't know, but it's really, it's really cool to think either way, you know, and that's, that's kind of like what I think about the meditation. I don't, 
you know, I've never kind of been in the psychedelic state with meditation. I've never done that. I've never achieved anything like that. But uh, I used to, you know, use cannabis too. And I would meditate while under the influence. And it was 10 times like what I would do alone without any kind of, you know, psychedelic help or anything. So, you know, that's the closest I've ever been to like a psychedelic experience while meditation because I was already using, you know, cannabis, which is, you know, probably, you know, cheating at, at one point, you know, like at to a certain point. But Kundalini yoga is supposed to help you achieve that. Kundalini yoga, well, Kundalini is like the serpent in your spine. Okay. It's like an energy force that connects us to uh, like our primitive brain, I guess. Like, do you know Wim Hof? Wim Hof, I don't. Remember? No, okay, yeah, Wim Hof, man. <laughs> He's a lunatic, dude. He has broken so many world records with like cold exposure, heat exposure, uh, exposure to illnesses, and just with the power of the mind, being able to like repel those illnesses, scientifically prove how he's doing all of it, uh, increasing his adrenaline like on will, like you know, breathing techniques and stuff like that. So I feel like if you really want to get started in the most basic of ways, do the Wim Hof method. Okay. Um, because it, it literally taps you into your your primal brain, as he says it, I believe, or reptilian brain. That's what he calls it for some reason. The reptilian brain. That's what he calls it, yeah. But uh, it's super crazy, man. That's something that I've been doing a lot, and it helps with stress, and it helps with um, connecting more with your body because it will, since you don't know anything about it, you basically like – you just want to like breathe as much as you can in and then just like let it go. Okay. Like breathe as much as you can in and then just like let it go and you do that like 30 times and then the last one you, you exhale you return from breathing and you can hold your breath for like a minute two minutes even if you don't have experience with holding your breath you know because you, you are able to store more oxygen in your body your body becomes alkaline and it's just the fastest way to get you there you don't have to take all these years of meditating or anything like that yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's, it's like, like the fast, fast track, track to kind of get to that that state a little bit yeah, yeah. Yeah, he figured out a way, but it, it kind of has a thing to do with the kundalini. But yeah, the kundalini is just like a serpent of energy that goes up through your spine and your chakras. Mm -hmm. And then once you achieve that, um, you just have like an immense amount of energy and you're like more connected than, than ever. And you feel like you know all the answers to everything. It's, it's really crazy experience. But yeah, once you do the, the meditating for that, it's just literally putting energy into the rest of you when you do the kundalini yoga. You're just like dispersing the energy from the kundalini into your body by doing the stretches and the routine and everything and it just makes you feel great yeah mm -hmm. is, is there like a downfall or a, a negative thing to any of these things that you've kind of studied and you've experienced is there anything you can say to be like yeah this is the only kind of thing that you know might not be so favorable or or is it just good and pure you know, positivity, and that's that's, that's why it's so effective. That's why so many people and so many, you know, crafts they they, you know, they use meditation and they use these these techniques to to kind of base themselves and and come down and and then it allows them to move forward. But in your experience, is there anything you can say that's kind of scary, maybe, or anything negative at all with any of this, like on any of these crafts? Well say that you're not like comfortable with your thoughts it can get pretty scary so if you have demons that you deal with all the time when you get into meditating you have to face them so you have to literally face your demons so that you can get to the good stuff 
So that's the hard part. That's what's kind of scary too is, you know, maybe you're not ready to face on the hardest things that you've ever had to, to face before in your life and you just have to dive into it. And then the other thing is um, with energy meditation, if you do too much energy into your body, it could like kind of send your body into a weird shock and that's not good for you either. So it's, it's literally like discipline because you need to only do a certain amount and work your way up. It's not like yoga or working out where you can push yourself. You have to kind of day by day, slowly work your way up to the more advanced things or else there could be like repercussions in your body. Well, I do see out of everybody I've ever heard talk about it, they don't really talk about like that other side of it. That's possible, mm-hmm. right? So discipline. Now you mentioned that you eat oats and things like that. Now, a lot of everybody's diet nowadays is not ideal, right? We have like fast food, we have processed foods and things like that. Do you think that a healthy, nutritious diet is mandatory? Oh, yeah. It, you know, and you, you and can't exercise, get away with too, yeah. If you want to be like the top level, like meditating and, you know, have all your energies and all that and, you know, get the most out of it, your body needs to be as strong as your mind. So it has to be a really good role with the both of them. That's why I would wor- I would work out before I would do meditating too, and read also because you need to like gain more knowledge, and then um, and then you can go into it and it's like a hand to hand thing. So, so essentially, you don't have to be smart. smart. You, have you have to just pursue knowledge because, I mean, yeah, just pursue things. Yeah. Personally, I mean, like if somebody was out there and they were like, hey, I want to do this, but I don't, you know, read a whole lot or I don't like work out a bunch you know i i'm on this kind of back end of like this pretty rough point in my life right so uh i would play sports work out you know eat pretty good i was uh, i limited my uh my meat intake for two years you know two and a half years and that was something that i just kind of decided to do one day but you know, coming out of this place where I just fed, like, every indulgence that I had, which is pretty horrible. I mean, I, I look back and, like, I'm ashamed of where I'm at now, but more about, like, the decisions I've made for the last two years, two plus years now. So I'm going forward, kind of, you know, doing the whole workout thing, eating better, drinking a bunch of water. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I haven't meditated yet. I'm still kind of fitting that into my schedule. But what I'm saying is, like, Essentially, there's people out there who don't have time for this or don't have a drive to do this workout stuff, but meditation can absolutely help them in their life. And I guess what I'm asking is, could meditation be a driver for people bettering themselves in eating healthy and drinking water and working out? Or do you need to do those things first and then come into the meditation? In, in your opinion. Let's see. Well, there's a really good book. It was called Work, and it basically just talks about, yeah, like everyone has a super busy day, and, you know, there's moments in your life throughout your busy day that you can take advantage of and do small little meditations. So I believe, you know, if you're just trying to start off small, this is a great way to do it. So when you're doing the dishes, for instance, People think of it as like, oh, man, I hate doing the dishes. Uh, Absolutely, I hate doing the dishes. So next time you do the dishes, take that as an opportunity to focus on your breathing. Okay. You know, so you, you do the wax on, wax off or something. You know, you, you do, you're cleaning a plate and you're just 
and you hear the water and you feel the suds and you feel the water on your fingertips and you become immersed into like your breath and being in the moment and just doing the dishes you can use that as a form of meditation or if you're stuck at a red light you can just kind of focus on your breathing and look to the distance and or anything that you know doing the laundry for instance you know folding the clothes you could each breath in you know you maybe fold the clothes in and then you breathe out and that's when you fix the shirt forward and then you breathe in again and then you fold it and then you put breathe in and put it down you know you can make it a whole thing and, yeah. and so you could just fit it into your daily life like that yeah absolutely i, I never thought of it that way i never thought you know i mean me i try to practice the most patience when i'm driving home or to work because i do the the, nine, the eight to five you know normal everybody's going to school everybody's going to to work and then at the end of it everyone's going home and they just want to get there so a lot of people are kind of like you know cutting each other off and upset and that's when i kind of take my time and and i don't rush it you know i don't i don't you know want i don't force a light i'm like i'm not i'm just trying to be patient because i know that if i allow myself i can work myself up pretty quickly and that's something that i've always struggled with but when since you've been doing yoga do you ever have like a point to where like you're legitimate i mean meditating where you're legitimately angry or is that something you can kind of you know, know dial, dial back, back and, and never really experience like anger to where you're like you know just really gritting your teeth and and just super like uh, seeing red essentially dude yeah i haven't had that ever since i started like meditating i've never been like overly mad or overly stressed or overly like anything really for that long of time because as soon as i start feeling it you know I, i'll know exactly kind of what to do just by breathing and being in the moment and maybe my heart's feeling a little weird and I'll send a smile to my heart yeah or I'll just look up and I'll be like man that's a beautiful sunset <laughs> or like man the weather's great today like what's up with that like no matter like yeah. what's going on around me you know like I'll, I'll just kind of take a breath and and choose not to indulge in you know those negative thoughts or something or sometimes like it's not even indulging but they're just kind of being sent to my mind a lot I'll be aware that I'm getting those and then I'll just switch it up and I'll start consciously thinking good things. I'll start consciously, you know, like looking up at the sky and, you know, looking around and being observant and, and just breathing and just hearing the trees blowing in the wind and hear myself just breathe and, you know, maybe grab the water bottle and feel how it feels on my, on my teeth and my tongue and stuff and just be like immersed in that moment. So whenever I feel like you're stressed out, it's because you're thinking of the future or the past. Mm -hmm. But if you just take a breath, like we're in the now, and as simple as it is, that really helps you a lot. Yeah, I've, I've uh, kind of the exact, I tell people the only thing that exists is now. Like this moment is the only thing that exists and it's fading, it's fleeting every single like moment, you know? So that's kind of what I, I tell people, you know, when they're stressed and when they're upset, more so before, you know, these last two years I've really struggled as like, as a human being just being here you know on earth and just going through what i've been going through so i've kind of lost some of these things that i used to tell people you know i used to go around and be like hey you know what like it's okay you know like what happened in the past you don't even remember exactly how it happened you know like nobody does nobody has that memory even people with like um not it's not photogenic it's didactic or something like that that memory where they can recall 10 years you know past and like words they wrote down or letters they writ i mean uh, read so even people with those they don't remember the past how it happened so it doesn't exist and in the future 
we can plan for it. We can, you know, kind of make our way in, in the direction, but it, we don't know. You know, we don't. And that's that's the biggest thing I think that's wrong with a bunch of people is they 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 want to know, but I think it's the most simple thing to just be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen later today. You know, I don't know. So it, it frees me to kind of just enjoy this. You know, like right now, my mind is just here. Like, there's stresses that I have in my life. I'm sure that you have stresses, but my mind is here. My mind is in this conversation, and it's in in you as a human being, communicating with me as a human being. And I think that's the most important thing that we've lost because I'm gonna go, you know, technology. You know, we've removed ourselves from each other, thinking that we got closer, just because we can we can attach ourselves to millions of people at a time. But we lost this this one on one this you know this just gentle recourse you know that we can have with each other. And I think that's the number one thing. And like you're going back to the sunset that you're talking about. You know, it's 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 pretty, but not a lot of people see it. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of people can tell you what the sunset was today. I mean, I can't today because I wasn't out there when it was when it was going excuses, down. Excuses, you know? <laughs> excuses. Yeah, that, that, but that's everybody's daily life. Like yeah. it's endless excuses, and I'm the I'm the number one like excuse person. I, I'll make any excuse, and I'll be like, eh. but at the end of the day, you can't lie to yourself. So I sit there and I'm lying down in bed or. You know, about to go to sleep, and I'm just kind of going over like. It's always like one in the morning where you're like, I gotta get my shit together. Yeah, <laughs> like I got, I get like so, I get so like um, motivated to change my life from one to three o'clock in the morning, and then when I wake up, I'm like, ah, yeah, tomorrow. Now I'm just gonna snooze it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I started just getting up. Yeah. You know, I just started getting up, and I, I started running, and you know, I just started doing it. And a big part was like, you know who David Goggins is. No, he's he's a uh, he's 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 an insane person. He he runs every day. He he's just always working. He's always and it, and what his his mentality. Like uh, like Air Force sergeant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's military and then um, African American fellow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Black. I mean, yeah. He's, he's black. You know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've seen him. He's he's always about that. Like, yeah. And just get up. Just get, just work, and yeah. and the thing that stuck with me the most, the thing that resonated with me from him was, you know, this isn't a lifestyle. I mean, no, this isn't this isn't like what I do. This is not just like a, a this isn't a routine. This is my lifestyle. Like this is my life. This is who I am. You know, and it wasn't because he woke up one day as a kid and he was like, I'm gonna go run. No, he he made himself wake up. He says, you know, he's like, I I, look, I stare at my shoes for 30 minutes. But I always put them on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that was like the most important because you see these guys, excuse me, and they work and they work and they work, but they rarely talk about like that internal dialogue of like, not today. You know, I don't want to go today. I don't. And that's what everybody faces. I face that every day. You know, getting up for work, getting up to run, getting up to do whatever. Even on the weekend, you know, like you kind of give yourself a break. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, like why give yourself a break? Put, go harder on the weekend. You know, on Sunday morning when everyone's. You know, thinking, thinking about, about football, football and eating manula, you, you know, here in El Paso, like you go for a run and you push yourself and you work and it doesn't have anything to do with anybody else, mm-hmm. you know, and you grind. Like what I essentially started doing is just grinding to grind, you know, just because of the grind. Mm-hmm. I don't have goals. I don't have 
Like, as far as, like, body weight, you know, physique goals, I don't have any of those. I'm just going to grind. I'm just going to work. It'll come. And it'll come. But I'm just going to grind the grind, you know. And I think that was the biggest thing to go from. And that's what motivated me to wake up and do some of these things that I'm doing. And that's what kind of motivated me to to kind of try to start building this platform. You know, like, I have a lot of experience talking to a bunch of people, you know, all over the world. Not, Not that, that I've traveled all over the world, but they've, for whatever, whatever reason, come, come into my, into my, you know, environment. And I find that a lot of people have a lot to say, mm-hmm. you know, I, like there's people out there that have like a profound thought and perspective on life. And just because they don't have a platform, we don't hear it. And it's lost, you know, some of the, the most, the, the wisest people are, you know, kind of wasting that wisdom because they only see like nine people a day and maybe those people just think they're crazy and that's like a waste like if you looked around at like some of the like weird things that people have invented and it became like successful yeah who the fuck invented that what's up with this bar right here with like weird holes in it like who was gonna buy that you know like somebody bought it somebody he bought it yeah went out there and they were like you know what I need a purple ball on my table you know what would make this office space great a ball with like weird bubbles in it. What if that was a like that was an accident? What if it was just like a like a factory and it, it was like a it used to be like a rock and they just polished it. And it was like a, don't know they were like, throw that shit away. Like it's stupid. No one's gonna buy it. And be like, I I'm gonna try. I'll give you ten dollars for it. <laughs> I'll give you ten bucks. That was purposely made. That's actually pretty cool. Oh, it's heavy. Yeah, oh. it's what the heck? Yeah, it's glass. You would think at least like put like a light bulb or something next to it and then it would help. That's cool. Imagine, like, because somebody has to wake up and, like, think of something like this, right? Somebody has to, like, put their thought from the fourth dimension and manifest it here in the third dimension. Okay. Um, all right. So a lot of people, and this is insane that you just said that. A lot of people, and a lot of people smarter than me, say that time is the fourth dimension. But I've always kind of thought that where our thoughts happen is the fourth dimension. Yeah. Wherever the space of our thoughts, that's the fourth dimension. Time is maybe the fifth. You know, I don't know. Maybe time is the fourth and that space, that space of where our thoughts happen is the fifth. I don't know, but that was my idea a long time. I mean, it's not, I'm not the only one with the idea. I didn't coin it, right? I didn't, you know, say that, but that's what I've always thought. And it's just like, where is that? You know, where is it that our thoughts, when we're talking to ourselves and we're kind of going over things or we're hurting or whatever, where is that? And then, like, a little step further, how does a material object create, like, an immaterial energy? You know? That, that's the thing. Like, that, I, I, I sit there and I think about these things all the time. But I know for sure that, like, our thoughts are fourth dimensional because... You know, if you imagine a Lamborghini right here, like, just imagine a Lamborghini just posted up right here, like a perfect okay. Lamborghini, you know, you can see it, like, I, I could see the red, I could see, you know, maybe the sun shining off of the rear view mirror, you know, I see the little back engine, you know, it's there, it's literally there, but why isn't it there? You know, because we're in the third, but if I was to, like, hold that fourth perception of that Lamborghini in my head for who knows how long, and I just put energy in it, oh, I got a freaking Lamborghini. And then, yeah, it's probably going to manifest into the third reality somehow. You think that's possible? I think so. You think that's possible? Yeah, you think you can manifest? You could just 
think your way. That's how they made the pyramids. Bro. Into a. <laughs> that's how they made the pyramids. There's just a bunch of Egyptians just. Yeah, they were you know, just thinking just about it. Like, I don't want to work. I just think about it. What if? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because. I'm sure we we are connecting right now, right? Uh-huh. We're using our mostly we're phys- our physical kind of bodies to use this connection. But at some point, if you believe like in spirituality and you believe in meditation and other planes and realms and things, our energies are essentially kind of mixing, if not bouncing off each other, right? So, what if we can, you know? control what our energy does in contact with somebody else what if we can facilitate that joint or that marriage of two energies and then what if we replicate that so i had this thought right that um like if you were to get like your consciousness right everything you've ever experienced things you don't even remember that you experienced everything about you and you put it onto like a like a flash drive right I would know more about you than you do if I could access that, you know? Uh-huh. Now, if we repeated that seven billion times, for example, for everybody on Earth at this point, at this moment, that is the largest database of information that exists, you know? And and then you kind of go back a little bit further, and every, let's say, hominid that's ever been in existence, you know, that is... An insane, insane amount of information, information that you would have. So why can't we access that willingly? Not not only in ourselves, because I can't willingly access like March third of two thousand three. I can't do that. I don't have the the. I have the power, right? Like essentially, our brain has that computing power. Yeah. But we don't have like the drivers to do that. But if we can, you know, meditate. And like, and like you said, said if you think about something hard enough, you can facilitate it like third, fourth dimension into the third dimension. Why can't we think about something hard enough and access parts of our conscious being that we don't readily have access to? That's so funny because like you were saying thinking so hard about it. But the funny thing is that when you want to tap into that kind of stuff, you just release everything. Like you don't think anything. You don't try to get anything. You don't try to receive. You don't do any of that. You just let it come to you. Okay. So it's literally like hidden in plain sight, all the information, everything, our bodies, everything about us, where we come from, everything. I believe that it's like right in our faces, and we just have to relax so much that that we can actually see it. Yeah, because we have all this yeah. external yeah. kind of information coming in, if you will. Light pollution. Yeah, it's it's real. Cause I mean, I don't know if you've ever have you ever been kind of in a dark room. And you close your eyes, and then, and then you can, can kind of see a light, and it's, like, real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, there's not a light on in the room. There's not a light on outside or whatever. It's just, like, a real brightness in that you can see, or I don't know if you're using your eyes, right? But it's, like, a real brightness. And I've experienced this on several occasions where there's, like, a flash of light. I think that's glaucoma. No, I'm just kidding. You should probably get that checked out. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. Dude, Yes. That happens a lot sometimes to me, where my aura would be so bright or there would be like an energy that you could see. And it'd be at really, really random points, maybe um, after like a strenuous workout or something like that. Um, I'll be running down the street and all of a sudden like this little bright dot would pop up in my, in my face. And I'd be like, what the fuck? And it would just get bigger and bigger the less I concentrated on it. But at the same time, I'm concentrating on it. 
and then next thing I know, it's like a huge, I can't even see my hand in front of my face because of how much energy I'm, I'm seeing. And I think that happens to everybody. Like every single person has the ability to see, every single person has the ability to see spirits and communicate with them and use like Sai. And you know, like we all have the power. So a Sai Chi? Like Chi, yeah, like energy okay. manipulation and stuff like that. Like we all okay. have it, yeah. just some more than others. But yeah. and have you ever connected with somebody through energy? Ooh, yes. Um, uh, well, I'm a bartender at 18th or whatever, and there was this girl, super hot, like, I don't know what it was, she was, like, maybe Japanese or something. Anyway, so we were talking, I was talking with her, and she was like, oh, my God, I love your energy so much. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love your energy, too, you know, just, like, literally actually enjoying her energy. And then she hands me a crystal, a rose quartz crystal. And I could feel the crystal vibrating in my hand, like an immense amount of love energy. And then she like left, you know, and I went to my house and I was showering or whatever. And I look in my pocket and I pick up the crystal and I, like, I feel the crystal's energy even more. And I hear her voice in my head. She really like, I saw her face and heard her voice without even trying to bring up any of that at all. And she was like, hey, like, it was so good to meet you. Like, like what are you doing? And then it was almost like text, like like an instantaneous message to my head. And then I sent a message back, like, oh, yeah, you know, just got off of work. Like, I was like, what are you doing or whatever? Like, literally like a stupid text or something. But through the crystal, I was communicating with her for like almost like half hour. Like, just literally talking through it and it transporting that message. And then I wouldn't even be focused on trying to hear a message or trying to hear anything. I will just be like zoning everything out. And all of a sudden, like this voice would just slap into my head. I'll be tripping out. And then this one time with my buddy Miguel, too, uh, we were able to do uh, where I send thoughts to each other. And I can hear his voice yeah. in my head and stuff like that. And I could see, like, or in, like literally just communicating telepathically. We are able to do that. And this one time I was able to get energy from electric socket. <laughs> and I had it. So on the left hand, you, like, take in energy. And on the right, you dispense the energy. So I, like, focused on it, sent the energy through me. And, like, he wasn't even paying attention. He was, like, on his phone or something. And he's like, oh, what the heck? Like, it literally, like, zapped him. And I was like, oh, shit, like, what? And it was like, we, we've and done, like, so many crazy stuff. Is stacks. that just experimental? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that just you just trying to just mess around with this kind of talent that you've, you've kind of created? And just being curious. Yeah, it's curiosity, right? Is there, is there, I don't know, this is a weird question. Is there, like, the best one out there? Like, the most? Enlightened, the most kind of um, able to use this eye and this manipulation of energy. Is there somebody who's regarded in, in that circle and in that the kind of um, crap as being the best at this? Or is it kind of just you have your experience and you just take it as that? Uh, well, I would say that guy went off. I feel like he's at the top right now. He's, he's like, like he would be considered like the best. He'd be. He's insane. You know, yeah, like he's done things that I. I, I gotta look him up. Yeah. I, I think I, I vaguely have like an idea about like, because when you said that he was like, able to bring his adrenaline levels and then kind of fight his, uh, like neurotoxins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, all those things. Like I kind of I have a, like a. It was probably just like some random thing that I read somewhere, you know, on Reddit or something. But, um, he would be considered the best and. I don't mean to rank you or anything, but where do you think you lie? Like, let's say me at the bottom right here, and then I guess like a beginner, and then Wim Hof. Uh, one to ten, one to a hundred. 
Like, where, like where, where where would you rank like yourself? I mean, like based on like everybody in the world or something, or no, between like me, like a beginner that doesn't have any of these, and then Wim Hof, who is considered the best. Like your abilities, your experience. What what is it? Like all these things are fascinating to me, but you are somewhere on the spectrum, and then there are people who are achieving more things, and then there's Wim Hof, who is curing his body of you know neurotoxins you know and it's like and then also he he does it more like a health way mm-hmm. what other avenues can you take as far as meditation and using these these crafts that you that you use well you could use it to like do like energy manipulation you know if like uh, you wanted to send energy to somebody you can if you want to you know i guess you could astral project and go visit your loved one across the country or something Okay. Uh, just to connect, you know, maybe your buddy knows how to astral project too, and you guys just meet up and hang out in like energy form. You know, you could just do that, just to chill, um, just to like be curious about stuff too. You know, you just figure out like, like the socket thing. Yeah, like you know, like, just do whatever. You know, like um, see where your body and your mind, spirit, like how much you can do with it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So in that in that, in that sense, sense, yeah. Like I don't know. Um, to rig myself, I don't know because. Depends on when I was doing like the most with it. Okay. Because right now I just kind of have this reserved, uh, like, calmness that I wanted overall was to like I'm just breathing and I'm just like hearing everything, and I'm still aware of the energies, but I don't as much put it out there as much. So I would say back when I was at the prime, like I'd probably be like top, top sixty or something. Top sixty. Probably yeah, like because you know I was able to do some pretty crazy stuff. And being a guy, there's not that many guy psychics like that. And so I had, like, all of the abilities. Usually a psychic usually has either one or two. You know, she can hear it or, or sense it or, you know, see it, yeah. communicate with it. Like, it's usually one or the other or something like that. So the fact that, I like, I have all of them and then, like, I can also turn it off and turn it on whenever I want. So I'm not, like, constantly bombarded. I feel like that's a plus, too. So that would be, like, a situation where you don't have control over it and then you're feeling everything always yeah and it's kind of it's i would imagine it's you know a distraction from like your life right i mean if you go into every situation feeling what everybody's feeling like that can't be good sometimes i don't want to feel what i'm feeling you know and imagine you know what somebody's going through a hard time especially like you just see like ghosts everywhere you go like that'd be kind of crazy you know yeah i only do it only when i when i'm curious or if somebody asks me if there's like a spirit around, I'll, like I'll take a moment, go into like a somewhat of a trance, and just like feel it. Feel so the do you want to do that right now? If I ask you to kind of, I could, yeah. Take a, a quick, a quick uh, analysis of the area. Yeah, absolutely. This is an old town, so. This is the old town. Yeah. I think this is the first building that they put up in El Paso. Mind if I hit my CBD pen? No, you're. Yeah. Let me see. Brought to you by CBD. <laughs> CBD MD. I'm not. I'm not um, associated with them at all yet. <laughs> CBD. Yeah. Yeah. The, I. I used to do a bunch of this stuff, and then anxiety level went crazy, and I just don't anymore. You know? Yeah. So this right here, it's a Delta Ten. Okay. So they sell it here in the states. Like they sell it at the. Uh, it's called CBD Plus, and they have Delta Ten, Delta Eight, and Delta Nine is the legal one. So Delta 10, you know, it's 
basically to trigger the neurons in your brain mm-hmm. kind of give you somewhat of a similar effect of being like high but without the drowsiness or anxiety so i just feel like a creative flow from it and um it's just literally like a puzzle piece that's really connected okay so we it's yeah. it's good for us for our brains and for our bodies to have the natural cannabis in us but um yeah let me see if i can get into a little There's like a, I wouldn't say middle-aged, maybe like late, maybe late twenties looking lady. She looks like um, she has like a dress, like a like a nice flowing dress, like a comfortable one. It's like she's like a mom. Um, she looks like like a panicked mom. She's like going from like one area to the other, like back and forth, like and like. I feel the presence of like a smaller kid. But I don't think that that kid is here. So it's weird. It's like it's like she's like looking for the kid in all the rooms, like back and forth. Okay. Yeah. But and so like, the presence of the kid is probably her looking for him. Yeah. Looking for him. I believe it's a girl kid that she's looking for. So two girls, one little kid may not be here, and then the the mom essentially hope you know we don't know, but the mom is looking for the little kid. Something like that. That's what I'm feeling. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can get some psychics in here. Let me. <laughs> that'll be actually really it's, cool it's, it's, it's the same psychics, huh? From the first, cool. uh, from the first one. <laughs> Just text them. All right, this is what I saw. Tom. He's like, hey, ten bucks, and you come here and say that there's a little kid with a, a mom looking for a kid. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you know, it's funny, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's just what I got from like that quick little thingy, and I mean, there's like some other stuff going on a little further from here, but from it, from in this building, like around, like maybe in the middle-ish or like up. Okay. I don't know if like if she like works here, or if she was just like visiting or something like that. But there is like a presence for sure. I don't know if this place was some type of like place where they had kids, maybe. Where they watched. You know, kids I couldn't tell you this is. Like I was telling you, this is my first. Uh, you should ask the guy. Be like, hey, does this have a like? Yeah, yeah I'll ask him. He's he's a he's a nice guy. Yeah. There's a there's a but there's a bunch of people here. There's like a several businesses and things. Oh, okay. And I'm looking to full time. Um, making the, the third floor, the entire third floor, like uh, my studio, uh-huh. you know, so uh, hopefully that's coming soon, but what did you feel? What did you think? What was it that you got that gave you this, imp- you know, impression of this lady and possibly her child? Uh, well, the first thing I did was I just, like, silenced everything, and I just became, like, I literally just heard, like, nothing. I was just being in the moment, and then I projected um, like how I said, with like the daredevil type thing. So I just kind of like projected that, and that's the, the first thing that popped to my head was like this lady, like kind of a little bit older, not too old, you know, um, but like kind of like a mom, dressed like a mom, you know, looking for something very, very important, yeah. something like like the kid. Like a, like a child. Yeah, that, like I felt the energy of like the, like how s- scarce the situation is. 
then like her face like oh shit <laughs> yeah she's she's worried about something but that's all that just came to my head and that I just felt it like right away and then like I sat, sat on it again ignored that again and then just like took in whatever I could and then saw that again so once I saw that like for like the second third time and then it got more clear and more clear I was like okay yeah I'm pretty sure pretty sure this is it yeah like that's okay, so it's like a like you don't just think the first thing you kind of have like this process of of deciphering the energy or the information that you get yeah and especially because I've never been here mm-hmm. like I don't know what kind of place this is or what it was you know like I don't yeah. have any reason to believe that there would be some type of like daycare or maybe where they kept sick kids maybe I don't know something to do with that I wouldn't know so I feel like that itself too just listening in and then actually feeling that yeah. is a pretty good sign that that might be it I'll, I'll ask the guy. Yeah, I'll like, ask hey, him for like, sure. Like some like yeah, lady passed away or something. Like, imagine he's like, ah, this is the picture. She's wearing like, okay, I'll see if I can describe her like more. Okay, so her dress, you know, it's 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 kind of like the ones that the ladies would wear like after they had the baby. Okay. Like somewhat of a sundress, but it, it still looks good. Because like a ga- like a nightgown, like an old fashioned. Maybe actually, maybe? yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, something like that, and it, it okay. looks like a lighter color. Okay, like light blue. Maybe like a lightish blue or, or um, like a dirty white or something like that. A dirty white? Yeah, okay. she might have been a worker. That's why I'm, I'm thinking like the okay. uniforms at the time. It's like a very old. But who knows? I mean, that'd be cool to ask him and figure out for episode number two or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be really, really cool. Do some history on this place. Huh? Do some history the, the, the on history? Yeah, we'll do that. Um, I mean, have you ever thought show. about, because like downtown would be like the, the most I guess uh, the oldest part of El Paso, I would say, maybe a church or something. Have you ever thought about doing something in that regard or like going downtown and like kind of just getting in like the center or something or like a building and then, you know, just feeling it and, you know, videotaping it or 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 recording it somehow? Have you ever thought about like kind of that thing just to see what happens? I haven't no because I, it attracts a lot of attention when I when I put boost my energy mm-hmm. to to be able to get into that state. So like other spirits that might not want you know or like are a little bit more harsh, you know, they'll okay. sense that and they'll I'll be like a beacon, and then like everyone and then everybody wants to show up and then it's like a packed house basically. So I have to kind of be careful on like how far I go with it, but do a little bit more like energy protection for myself. Maybe have like a rune on me that protects me. Okay. Uh, maybe have like a slightly added uh, protector, you know, maybe ask from like the angels above or something or like higher energy to come and watch over me while I do this. Something like that and then I would be into it and then I would be able to go full within it and, yeah. you know, kind of like how I was at that house. So after we did the thing with the psychics and they confirmed it, uh, we looked at my friend and, and at the exact same time I was like, oh, hey, like, did you know? And then I look at the psychics and I was like, yeah, there's like a little girl following me at the exact same time. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And she was in a white dress at the exact same time we said it. And she was like, like a flower girl dress at a wedding or something like that. And so I went into a trance and I told her that she was dead. And she was like, no, like I was just following my brother. And so she thought that he was her brother. So she was following him for like a while. Like, wait, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, come on. Damn. So, so he, she attaches her, him, herself to him because she thought that it was her brother that she was following for like the longest time and then I broke it to her and she was just like like balled out and then just walks around and there was like this like um, 
like a concrete area, kind of like a path, and then there was like trees kind of engulfing the path, like a really nice view and like red flowers like kind of falling down. And she just walked past that, like as if that's where she was coming from. That's what she saw. I guess it's all kind of a little bit into what she was, her last few moments here on earth. I guess that's kind of the area she was in. It was a, it was a pretty nice little area. Just sitting there, like. So you can have people, from your experience, you can have people just kind of following you around, attaching themselves to you, and not even know. Mm -hmm. And they're attached to your energy, or they're attached, you know, kind of physically they're attached to you because you're you're in the physical form. They're in another form, but they're around you. And why do you think? People are so skeptical about this. Like, what is the, the biggest thing to kind of to tell yourself about this to make it real, to make you believe or to make you disbelieve? I guess, like, seeing is believing, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure everybody, like, there's people who are, like, most skeptical and then something paranormal happens to them and they're like, oh, shit, like, I'm the most believer now. Yeah. Because I was the most skeptical. Now I'm the most, like, believer. Yeah. You know, so it just depends, you know, if, if you never think about it or it just never occurs to you or you just don't care. Then yeah, it's, it's not going to really affect you too much, unless you start seeing some stuff, and then you're going to be like, oh okay. Yeah, because I've seen stuff my whole life. I mean, I've always believed in ghosts, and I've seen things. And the the most, I mean, there's a lot of things that I can talk about, but the most frightening one that I had was, I was working at this department store, and I got along with a bunch of the, the workers, right? So we would mess with each other and we play around, and so I would be walking, you know, kind of down the aisle or you know whatever. And I would, I would hear, like, like Adam, you know, and then I'll turn around because, you know, it's like somebody calling you, you know, like, oh, nobody there. And it happened only at that store. And then it happened all the time. And then I would go to, like, a different store and it would happen there, like a Target, you know, and I didn't, I was just there shopping. And then Adam, and I'll turn around and I'll like, oh, wow, you know, that's weird. Like, before I thought it was like my coworkers just messing with me, just playing around, you know, that you get to know people and start messing around. Yeah. And then one time I was walking through the desert and I had my headphones on, but my phone died. So I took off my headphones, wrapped it up, put it in my pocket, and I was just walking through the middle of the desert. It's like winter, so it's kind of cold, pitch black, still got a ways to go, and I hear it again, Adam. And I kind of stopped, and I was like, I could turn around, but there might be something there. So I didn't. I ran. You know, I was like, I don't want to know what that is. It's, it's. I'm not ready. Like you said, I'm not ready for that. Whatever it is back there, I'm not ready. And that was like the most terrifying because it was familiar. You know, it was like a familiar voice. It was somebody I thought, you know, wanted to get my attention for a reason. And that was like the scariest thing because the familiarity that I felt with mm -hmm. it. I felt like, I felt like it's somebody I knew, but I wasn't ready to turn around and find out who it was. And and then, and then like, later on, I kind of read, like, I don't know if you believe, like, devil, God, and things like that. You said angels earlier, so I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, kind of belief there. But, it, you know, people say that the devil is like a voice you know or, or a voice you'll recognize, you know. Like, he'll always be somebody that you know and you recognize and, and is familiar to you. Uh -huh. And so, like, I'm not saying it was, but... I didn't want to find out, you know. I didn't want to turn around and be like, "Oh, this is it," you know. Like I get to meet you, and I don't want, you know, I don't want to. So that was for you, bro. I think maybe it was just probably like, yeah, a friend or somebody, or you know, maybe like a relative or something, just trying to 
trying to find to try a way to, to get your attention, attention you know. You, you think like past life, passed on, or just even somebody now? Well, they're saying Adam, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless that was your name like back in the day, or maybe you look like another Adam that they knew and your name is Adam, and or it's like yeah. a weird coincidence or something, but it could just be somebody that knows you or knew you and is just yeah. like maybe keeping up on with you and letting you know that they're with you by saying probably Adam. And how many interactions with like nefarious entities or beings or energies have you had? Like bad energies? or Yeah. Um, well, not too much because I'm very careful like about the energy or like uh, protection that I have with me when I'm doing stuff. So I'd always like have added protection. Um, but I've been around energy that's like I could feel it literally trying to like drain my soul you could feel me like it felt like I was getting stabbed in the chest because they're like putting like some kind of weird like hose or something that was like literally draining my energy because I was just radiating so much and what I did was I just like focused on it even more and I became like the sun like I like saw the sun and the energy it is and how bright it is and how big it is like me myself was that and I saw that little tube thing and then I saw where it was coming from. This girl in my class had like this weird energy demon thing with her that was just sucking energy and stuff, like a weird entity. And so I saw it and I just like looked at it really quickly, had the idea that I wanted to burn it and then right away it just fucking incinerated. And, and so that's, that was like the sun, that's why you got the sun or that was before? Like, did you choose, like, like, like you know, the sun, sun I'm, I'm the most energy with the radiate, or was it like, hey, I need to burn this thing, so let me become the sun? I wanted to protect myself first from anything, so okay. I became the sun, and then once I figured out where it was coming from, I just, like, sent that energy that way. And sometimes if they're too strong, the, the energy, it'll start absorbing what I'm doing and turning it into negativity. So I would just stop the flow of it, and then I would just put, like, a force field around myself. And okay. every time something was going to come in, instead of blocking it out, I would accept it and then transform it into positive energy. So I would just start doing that. You know, if anybody's sending negativity to you, it's energy. It's all just energy. So if you just take that in and you're consciously aware that you're taking it in, you're just shining brighter than it, and it just transforms into the energy that you had. Man, this is, this is insane. This is like, I mean, the things that... That are possible going down this road. Or like, I, I, didn't, I didn't even think, like, I use meditation and things just to be calm, you know, just to calm myself. And then now, like, you know, being the sun. Dude, I was a warrior. You were a warrior? That's what I like to call it, yeah. Because the, the amount of training I did, I, I literally was, like, boot camp, like, strategically doing energy meditations to get as most powerful as I can. And my main goal was to just help people, like, with the psychics and stuff, help people pass on, um, detect negative energies, detect things that are, like, causing harm to people and being able to fight that off. So yeah. I was a warrior because of how strong and how, like, ranked up I was because I was able to be in communication with, like, other beings from, from different planets via just them from communicating with So there are other yeah. beings on other planets? So you know that there's aliens? Right, yeah. So there's a hundred, it's like, you know 100% in your They would come to my room. Being. I had this one time, yeah, I was meditating in my room, 
and I had a, a particular incense, and I was just chilling, and then all of a sudden I felt like I was getting sunburned, like in the dark with just the candle on. I felt like my skin all over was like heating up so strong, like I was like as if I was in the sun for too long or something like that. And I just oh, like peek my eye open a little bit, and there's this massive blue energy, like 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 a flame, just right there, like in front of me. And then it just like it like hands me um, what was it? It hands me this ball of light, and I like in my in my astral realm because I was still in the trance. So like I just use my astral body to grab the light, and I felt it tingle up my entire being through my right arm, where I, which I grabbed it, into my entire being, and then back through my left, and then back again, and then complete within me. And my wings, I was trying to get my wings at the time, because in meditation when you reach a certain uh, point with energy, you start to develop wings in your astral body. All of a sudden the wings came out and they were huge, like massive. And my friends were even jealous too, because they could see it. You know, Miguel and uh, another buddy of mine that we would uh, meditate with, we could be able to tell these things with each other. And, yeah, I told him what happened, and then, like, a few days later, it happened to him, too. So he got his wings, too, or he just interacted with that, that blue flame being? Yeah, he, he was visited by, like, another being, too, like a being of light, a being of energy. And uh, that's how they perceive themselves to you because, you know, they don't actually have, like, a form or anything. It's just through energy. So mm -hmm. sometimes you'll see it as like light or you'll see it as, I would see atoms like breaking apart in front of me. It was crazy. Like I would literally see the little teeny dots and little atoms and the neutrons falling around it and just sparkling around me in my room. And my phone would charge actually too. When my phone charged, my phone had... It would interact with like... It charged my phone when it came in there. Because I remember uh, I was just sitting down and my phone uh, was at 1%. And I just set it aside, you know, and then after the, the interaction, my, my phone was on like 12%. I think, I think you just discovered the only reusable and clean energy. I think that's what you did. And you need to, you need to continue with that because, you know, I mean, this is unbelievable to me. Like, it, it really is. Like, I'm having a hard time, you know, really wrapping my mind around this. And it's because I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. But... When you, when you kind of meet these people or these energies or beings, do you ever like have like a communication with them kind of like this where you're like, what's the deal? You know what I mean? What's going on? Like, what is this? What is it? What is, why am I first bound? Because we don't, we don't know what happened before we're here. And then we don't know what happens after, right? So why is this necessary? If that's, if this is the middle Essentially, you know, like you're you're a being, you're you know three dimensional, and then you're you know a better being where you move on. What does this mean? Yeah, I I used to have a relationship with this one. It was a she was a goddess actually. Of course. Yeah, she Asian. Yeah, she pulled up to my to my room one night too, and um, like I actually saw the the glimpse of a shadow of like this woman, and I was tripping out. I was like. And every now and again, I would hear her voice in my head, and, and I would just respond back normally, and we began to, like, talk all the time. So, like, I would wake up or whatever, and I would just hear her voice, you know, and we would just kind of have a quick conversation. I'll go into school, and then throughout, like, my day, I would hear things. and be like, oh, like, if you look behind you, like, you'll see this. And then I would look, and I would see something, like, maybe someone staring at me or something like that. I would just 
she was just there to kind of just like guide me because of like how much my energy was you know i was literally a beacon like on the entire planet so yeah like people from other galaxies and shit far away would be able to just like look over and be like damn what's that thing like shining so bright over there and there was yeah so like i needed things to kind of balance it out oh no there's just like other beings there you know chilling because they're also i would get under attack you would and like is there is there different planets different beings is there like a way to distinguish where they're from what kind of being are there several types like in your experience what is like what are you considered when you're in that state of energy and what are they considered and what's different between you and and them right um well, the thing with them is that their physical bodies are also kind of like how their energy bodies are, too. And they can um, be in this reality and another reality, like, at the same time. And, like, their atmosphere is made of gold. And they're, like, flying creatures, kind of, but they look just like us. But they're huge. They're really tall. They have, like, really blonde hair and stuff. Kind of like the Nordic race. Mm-hmm. That's, like, who I was visited by, in a sense. Somebody like that. Um, and they... You know, I was already picturing myself like that before I had any uh, idea of what was really going on. And so there are different ones, um, you know, and, and they all kind of show up in the same way as energy. And it's up to your mind and you to just kind of relax and then be able to see it. Um, I don't really know where, like, they're all from. I remember asking one of them when he, when he showed up, uh, like, what's what's the meaning of all of this and then he just kind of like showed me the energy and then just was like like this is it like this is the point. this is it yeah like, this is the point and i was like what does this even mean <laughs> like okay like the energy around me and all that and like you know i guess energy and light is the point but i didn't i don't get it still i don't i don't yeah i guess like what he was trying to say too is just like he was also saying that that's kind of like when you die you go into the astral realm Mm-hmm. That's something that that they were saying to me. So, what do you think about death? You personally, you personally uh, it's just like a way that your, your energy is just going to be transferred. Okay. So, it's, that's not really a big deal. Like you don't have like any kind of like a lot of people don't think about death. You know, they're like, oh, I don't want to think about that one day I will die. You know, because it's it's like so final. I think that's I think that's the thing. It's not final at all. That it has to be more. I mean, that, but a lot of people don't know that. Uh-huh. I don't know that. I don't know that there's more, you know. To me, it's like a fine, and the finale is more so like this, like my body, you know, like what I can feel and, and I've been around, or not around, but I've been inside of for, you know, 30 years now. It's final. And my, my kind of thought, a lot of people, they're like, I hope it's quick. You know, I hope that I don't know I'm I'm gonna die, and and I'm kind of on the other side of that. I kind of do want to know. Like I hope, in in a way, I kind of hope that I'm aware of it happening so that I can experience it because it's the last thing you experience. That we know. You know what I mean? Like you might go into you know another astral plane and and things like that. I don't know that for sure. You know, me personally, but essentially you're gonna feel something while you're dying. You know, you're going to feel and you're going to lose your senses and you're going to kind of fade. And if that is it, if it just goes to the black, cuts the black and then boom, you're done, you're out. 
I want to experience that, you know, because it's the last ride. It's the last thing you'll experience. And me personally, I think that it's necessary. I think that it's necessary if there is an afterlife, if there is, you know, this energy that you go into in this astral plane. I think losing and watching and feeling your body die that's kind of been keeping you in. I think that's necessary for the next step, if there's a next step. You know, it's like a rite of passage almost. Like, I think we're here to kind of understand what it means to be like a three-dimensional physical being. And then you move on to the next step. And then you come back. Maybe you don't learn your lesson. You know, and that's kind of like these thoughts that I have. I don't know where they come from, but... I don't know if I believe in past life, but if there is a past life and, you know, if there is things in my head, it's you hadn't learned what you need to learn. It's okay. This table is the shakiest table. But, yeah, you haven't learned what you need to learn in order to continue. And then I think one day or, like, one time you lose your your physical vessel and then you never go back into one. Because you're, you're ready, essentially. essentially. You're ready to be a part of everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that, that, that's... I mean, I don't, I mean, mean, I don't mean to say that... I don't, you're, I don't think, think you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, right, because you said you, there has to be something I next. I don't say you're... I just know. don't know. And, and I want to know, but also I don't want to die yet. You know? And that's where, like, kind of my drive to do this kundalini yoga and this meditation comes from is like I want to know what being a spiritual being and being a light being and things like that if I can reach it I want to know what that feels like because I feel like that's what death will feel like you know you lose your body you you just it's gone you can't get it back well I don't know I mean like it was just weird maybe I'm just like perceiving it different or something and yeah, just all the years of, you know, seeing what I have seen and my experiences with all of this, I myself would, you know, just kind of go with that idea, you know, and just kind of lay it at rest. Yeah. Just be like, ah, you know, like I've already experienced, you know, like I know the energy's there, you know, like I know there's infinite planets and infinite galaxies and we're constantly expanding and we're literally made up of energy inside of this, like, you know, body that's going to deteriorate. And uh, some cultures are uh, excited for someone's passing when they when they yeah. die. It's a good thing. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just rather believe that. But yeah, you know, it's it's a good thing. And and when you're when you're free of your body, you know, you're free of your stress and your anxiety that this body carried, and you're just full and clean energy again. That sounds like a breath of fresh air. To sounds me. like a plan, dude. Yeah, I don't you see know, why you should like overthink that, that, that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more anxiety. You're just a being. You're just clean, Chilling, and pure. Yeah. And but what do you do? You can. Let's say you're right. When you pass, you're clean. You're pure. You're just energy. What do you do? You know, like what is day to day. Even if you think in terms of days and nights, you know, you probably don't because we do that because of the sun. But what is life essentially at that point? You know, what is life about when you no longer have a well, a body? I think it would be really cool if, if you were still like on this earth 
that you were just like a free spirit, basically. You know, you can go anywhere at any time, at any instant. You can go to different galaxies and explore. Maybe meet different energies. Maybe start a life over there. And then you see maybe a baby being born. You see a little vortex of energy, and you could just go in there and start a life on this planet. Or you can start a life over here. You know, it needs to be transferred energy somehow. And maybe it's up to you, or maybe, you know, you're, you're born, and, or you have to be recreated or reprocessed right away into another type of, of form to give life to. Just an ember, enders, like a non-ending cycle, I suppose. But it's just life. Yeah, it just continues on in some way or form that we don't really comprehend. So you said there's a vortex on a baby being born. You go into that baby, and you are that person. Yeah, you become the, the energy source, I believe. So, can you choose? Maybe, maybe not. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, maybe some. Me, per if you if you can choose, why be like born some refugee camp or something? Exactly. You know, why be born? Like right now, we have intel coming out of like North Korea, where there's like um concentration camps, where there's babies being born inside that concentration camp. Why be, Why be that? You know, is it like, like, you know, I don't want to be insensitive, but it's like super hard mode. You yeah. know, like, like you know what's happening, you know what's going on, but I'm gonna go in there anyway because that baby needs a being. Mm -hmm. So if it's a choice, maybe it is like you just you want to just experience because I don't know my past life if I had one. You know, and but what if like another type of energy who doesn't really know our customs and stuff? Just sees like a random vortex and just wants and to try. It. Yeah, just wants to. And it just happens to be. It just happens you know, to a be poor situation, yeah. you know. You know? And, and then, but, it's a good question. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. like and you know that's I, I like kind of working my mind. You know, like you create a scenario and you just either defend it or you know you try to deny it. If we're gonna roll with that idea, then let's just yeah, let's just make it up all the rules right now or something. Yeah, yeah. just let's just make up the whole rule. All right, this is it. This is life. Yeah, <laughs> this is how it happens. We, we have the we have the insight, and then we have the guy just making it up as he goes. You know, but if you could choose, yeah, what would you choose? Like, what would you be if you can be anything in any way? Um, what could I be? I would think I would just like to be my energy for a while, yeah, just yeah, to be there, chilling, maybe uh, figure out what this is all about, travel, see what's up with like everything, and then maybe come back here and be born to like the president's kid or something. <laughs> Barack Obama's next kid, I don't know, let's see, LeBron James kids maybe. Is he Bronny Jr.? <laughs> Bronny Jr. <laughs> I don't know. Do you watch sports? No, nah, not really. No, I just skateboarding. You skateboard? Yeah. skateboard? What do you think about? I think I asked you this. What do you think about Tony Hawk's uh, blooded crew? Oh, skateboard? yeah. He's putting his blood in the skateboards as part of like a ritual to sacrifice goats. Sacrifice goats? He said that with his I know, yeah, he did. I don't know. I don't have the inside track. Maybe you know something. He's like, yeah, I mean, me and the Hawkster go back. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty radical thing to do. It's gonna get yeah, someone's attention for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like if some like I don't know if I would pay. I don't know what they're pricing them, but sixty bucks like, hey, maybe. If you want this, you know, skateboard with Tony Hawk's blood, I'd be like, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, that sounds 
weird, make some copies know, like, or something. Yeah, something. But, but have you ever met, have you ever met Tony Hawk? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was. I, what was he like? I, I hear he's like, like on Instagram and things like that, but. I hear he's like just like nobody, nobody believes he's Tony Hawk still, still, which is the weirdest thing. Yeah, he uh, just looks like some dude that looks, that looks like Tony Hawk. Yeah. You know? But what was he like when you met? He was cool. He was uh he was a little bummed out because I met him at a like a skate demo, and they had brought like this huge ramp, and they had all these huge like equipment set up everywhere, and they had all these big plans for the day, and then next thing you know, just the biggest rain clouds show up and just starts pouring down on this entire thing, and then we're trying to wait it out. And he's like, man, what the heck? He said it was going to be clear today. And all this and that. And how there was a delay. And <laughs> he was just like, yeah, he's like, bro, like, I just wanted to like help you guys out and like um, give you guys a good show. But I think we're going to have to call it. And that I have to, you know, he has to get a flight in the morning. And I was like, okay, bro. All right, I was like, all right, Tony. Get back to it, bro. Did you call him Tony or Mr. Nah, I was just like. How you doing, sir? <laughs> How you doing, sir? <laughs> nah, he's a cool yeah. dude. You could just be like, hey, what's up, Tony? Like, nice to meet you, man. Yeah. You know, and yeah, dude, radical, bro. I'll catch you later, man. I'm like, all right, bro, I'll catch you later. He's like, he's like that, yeah. You know, kind of like skater, kind of like vibe and yeah, you know, lingo and everything. Kinda, yeah, you know. But he's still like a businessman, so you have to be very polite, like a very polite person. So he was very polite. Um, he was killing it though. He had brought some kids with him that were skating the ramp in the rain. They were still skating in the rain, yes, and doing crazy things that no one in El Paso could do. I don't think. Maybe like two guys. Can you, can you do it? Not in the bowl. Who's the best skateboarder in El Paso? With bowls, like maybe Diego. Yeah, with like bowls and stuff. Yeah, he's he's been on like Thrasher, which is like a really big deal with skateboarding. Um, he has like some really good followers. Uh, Good sponsors, and then another guy, Danny. I believe so, or or in or in Juarez. I think he was born in Juarez or something like that. Yeah. Um, and number two. Number two, I would say for street. Sergey Scroggins. I'm just kidding. No, he's Danny. This guy named Danny. He's okay. He's won so many big contests, like out in Mexico too, like Vans contests and stuff. And he's just crazy. And there's this new kid coming up, Gavin. And this kid is, Gavin, if you're listening to this, I love you. I always pick on this kid all the time. He's so, he's so good. Yeah, he's going to be pro for sure. And he's, he's based out here, or he's in El Paso. And yeah, he's here in El Paso. I don't know if he was born here, though. But I remember oh, watching this kid. You know, you're, you weren't born here, but you're in El Paso, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know? And there's, like, there's a thing about El Paso. It's like, it's the biggest small city that you oh, yeah. like ever experience. everybody knows like, everybody yeah, yeah everybody knows everybody like i mean in a sense i ran in like i you know ran into like a guy i hadn't seen he said that we went to high school together i don't really remember but i remember him from like elementary days and you know we were both from the west side and we met on you know the east side of town so it was like people just migrate you know they just kind of spread out of El Paso and they're just going to run into one or two people and they they I was thinking right cuz everybody loves cheese man so I was thinking about finding like a girl who like knows the cheese man of El Paso right the one that knows the most and like bring her on and just talk to her like once a month be like hey catch us up you know like a fit fam podcast yeah like a fit fam podcast I had no idea about fit fam I had no idea. I was like, I think a year. I think I know one. You know one? You know one? You know one? Oh, my God. 
no, pitch she pitch her the idea and then we'll see. No, I don't know if she's down for that because she probably be like, "What the fuck do you mean?" She's like oh, one of those chicks oh, where like everything is just not good enough or something. Yeah, you know? we, yeah we want good, you know, kind of good wholesome cheese me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wholesome stuff wholesome you can bring back to your mom. Yeah, exactly. My mom's watching right or listening right now. You know, Hi, mom. She's not gonna be upset. <laughs> but but you know, everybody loves a good chisme story. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You'll be intently listening. Like, you know what happened? And you'll be like, what? And, like, you don't even know these people. Why are you listening like that? Do you have a, did you hear what happened to Beth? And you're like, no, what happened? No, I was asking you, did you hear what happened? <laughs> yeah, for a long time, I was like, I hate gossip and, and things like that. But there's, like, a place for it. You know, like, there's, like, a place. Like, it's interesting. As long as you can say it when they're there, too. I don't know a lot of people. Yeah, I talk like shit all the time in front of my friends, like about my friends, because I think it's so funny. Yeah, but I mean, it's one thing to be a friend. If you're a friend with somebody, a lot of oh, yeah. times when we, were, when we were growing up, me and my friend grew up when I was younger, like the way we would say we liked each other was roasting you. Like if we messed with you and we kind of roasted you, that's that meant you were like yeah. cool to okay, us, right? Yeah. If we kind of just you know shied away and you're like, hey, you know, if we were real polite to you, then most likely you were like in our friend shit talk behind your back. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, if you're gonna be doing weird stuff, you know, like if it's weird and funny, you know, or something like, oh yeah, did you hear what Adam did yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Like everyone saw him picking his nose, but like <laughs> I, don't think anyone, I don't think he could tell. And then he started eating it. And it was really random. And then he tried to go and give me a handshake, and I was like, "Ew, gross," <laughs> or something like that, right? Like, I, don't know. I mean, yeah, something small yeah. like that. But then you watch. Have you ever seen Seinfeld? Seinfeld, yeah, yeah, where he's like scratching his nose, but it was a pick, and then it can be. Oh uh, yeah, he's like, it was. Like, I was scratching it. I was scratching. Yeah, exactly. It could come out. It depends on the angle. It's all about the angles. Yeah. It's all, it's all that's all it is, is angles. But um, kind of going back to it. How long does it take to get to this point where you are? Mm, oh, like five, six years. Five, six years. Every day. No days off. I was kind of hoping you came in here and I was you know doing it by the end of the podcast. I mean, you can get started. You could do the Wim Hof. You could learn how to get into the trance, and then after like a month of getting comfortable with that, then you could do the next mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, but you have to get really comfortable with it first. And then I have, and then I have a bunch of demons that I haven't dealt yeah, with. Yeah, so, so you're going to have to bring a sword with you. I, what's a funny is because what got me going so hard in meditation was watching a lot of anime. Anime? Yes. I don't I, – I, I want to like anime, but I only like Dragon Ball. Okay. And nobody, nobody considers Dragon Ball an anime. And I'm like, it's animated. I mean, yeah, it's, it's literally, you know, yeah. like, but that, like, it gets you hype, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll watch Dragon Ball, like, super. You know how they're doing, like, the training montages and stuff? And you're just like, yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, like, I want to go work uh-huh. out, you know, like, and. You can go super sane in your meditation. All right. Is it possible? Yeah. You can go super sane? Yeah. Is that the, Is that the, the, the light, the, light, the, the sun? But yeah, like the sun, like like amping it up as much as I can, and like with such focus and clarity of like the energy and how it feels and how it's like radiating it around me and like just blasting it beyond like this atmosphere of Earth, and then bringing it all the way back in and then just condensing that energy into this one fine point, you feel like you're going super saiyan. Can can just aside, can you use it as like a weapon? You could do physical like physical kind of yeah, like a physical like um, you can get somebody sick. You could send like bad thoughts to them if you want. You could send 
maybe like misfortune their way or something. You can have a scenario in your head of how they get hurt. And then if you put enough energy into that and send it their way with like strategic abilities, then you could do that. Um, so you could use it as like kind of like a weird weapon too, if you wanted to, but that's not something that I was trying to do. So when I started messing with those girls' feats, that's when I was like, all right, I'm not gonna mess it with people anymore. Except I did do it on this one time, this girl was doing a presentation in front of the class. She was killing it, because her energy was, uh, I believe, red, which is like confidence and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, like halfway through it, I sent her energy yellow to give her like anxiety. And all of a sudden she started stuttering and she started sweating and you could see it and she started like getting like all nervous and stuff. And I was just like, oh no. And then I sent it back to red and then right at the end she finished strong. I was like, all right, cool. Why did you say it all confident? Like, oh, I helped her. Yeah, out. I was like, yeah, she started off. You gave her all that anxiety. She was only not strong because you, you inter intervened. It's just weird, like, thinking about that because I did it, like, like I put a lot of tests to it sometimes. So I only yeah. sent that one day that I had smoked the weed, testing it all out on people because I never really wanted to do that. But yeah. a part of me was like, oh, I'm so high. I want to see if it works. And then just experimenting with it, like a scientist and stuff. We had this one thing in class where if you put uh, – two energy frequencies, it'll light the bulb. So we were like messing with batteries and how they work and like uh, like um, circuit systems and stuff. So I was sitting there and I put like energy in my mind and I sent it to my hand and I had, I was holding both of the sides and I was trying to get the light to turn on. But like they were looking at me all weird, like that's not how you do it, like you're supposed to connect the thing. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I was just trying to like fit in. I was like, oh yeah, I just thought it'd be funny if I could do it with my hands, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I started doing the, yeah. Random stuff. But yeah, like nobody knew that I was like doing that crazy <laughs> stuff in high school. I would just go out on lunch and be reading and like meditating while I'm reading. And like some hot chicks would go up to me next to Dunkin' Donuts and I'm just like reading. And, and uh, they're like, oh, can I sit right here? Yeah, yeah, go for it. And just completely ignore them and just be like in my book. Yeah. And just like the, just vibing like, like as much energy as I can. Just amplifying it and amplifying it. And if you wear a crystal, it even amplifies it even more. I'd have crystals on me, and it'd just be, like, crazy. People could sense me coming from, like, miles and miles. Yeah. Do you have crystals? Like, do you have protection or crystals or anything like that with you? With me, no. I didn't bring no. anything today, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need a charger. Well, thank you, because, um, you know, you didn't need protection from me, you know, so that was good, you know? Like, a little bit of trust right there. Nah, I never even, yeah, I just, I just don't. So, so can you see my energy right now? Mm -hmm. can, you can you feel it? Can you interpret what you feel, what you see? Yeah. As far as like when it comes to like my energy. Yeah. Um. Well. Be honest. Yeah. This is open. This is honest. I'm not gonna. You know, I might cry not right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, right, yeah, later. right when I head out, I'll start crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like no energy is like a bad color to be. It just depends on what kind of mood you're in. So right now, since we're talking, uh, you're more of like a light blue energy, which is really good. Uh, that just means that you're like communicative. Um, and uh, let's see, another one color, it's like a little bit of uh, yellow, you know, like willpower, you know. Um, so that's a good combo to have. Okay. Yeah. And as far as like size or like anything, like there's anything you can tell me? It's like, do I have like low energy? Do I have high energy? Is it... Anything that you can tell me like that? Uh, it's not like radiating to the point where it's like, oh shit, like that's a lot, you yeah. know. But yeah. it's a normal amount, you know. It's fine. Okay. It's uh, not like an uncomfortable amount of energy or anything. Um, sometimes I like before I go to something, I'll blast up my energy. It almost feels uncomfortable for like other people because they're just 
like staring back at me like what the heck is that you know like yeah. what's that feeling he's like this is weird energy like touching me kind of and yeah. just look back and i'm just there like chilling like do 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 you know um but it just depends you know you can amp your energy up really quickly if you wanted to you just spin your chakras and then you just focus like on the sun and you put the sun into you like you become one with the sun and then you just look around and you just see the sun this energy and you just slowly become and you feel it and uh, you feel all your chakras like speeding to the speed of light and you feel your energy just expanding and expanding and then you retract it again and then you expand it again and then you retract it again and expand it trying to so it's like a condense your energy into one area and that's when you when you kind of go like super saiyan well I can't wait to be super safe. Yeah, it's fun. It feels good. It feels so good. Yeah. I feel like you could do anything. Do you, do you use it? Like, I know you skateboard. Do you use it for skateboarding? Do you use it for, like, kind of some of the things that you do outside of, you know, meditation? I would do it for comedy when I do, like, a stand-up show. You do stand-up? Uh-huh. That's amazing. That's so cool. Like, do you do it actively or is it like you've done it before uh well i was doing it for like two years and then when covid hit everything got shut down yeah um so i didn't really have a choice but to not do it uh and it's only kind of recently here in el paso that it's getting more consistently open because i'll go one day and then the next day it's shut down and then the next day like i try to go they say they're gonna have the show and then it shuts down so just the inconsistency of it was kind of like annoying me I was like, I'm just going to, like, write some shit, and then whenever it's open, open again, you know, like, I'm going to start you'll go out. Yeah, so I've been, I was writing today, actually. Yeah, really? Yeah, some different stuff. But I, I aspire to be, like, a stand-up. I really do. I really do. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird. I don't, I, I tell two people, you know, that about these things, and I'll kind of, like, um, throw my material out to them. But outside, but outside that, that, you know, this is probably going to be the most people that I've ever told yeah. that I, I like. I'm aspiring to be a stand-up. Uh, do you do open mics? Yeah. Do you like you just go into open mics and you just you know kind of what is it like? Like what is stand-up like? It's freaking stressful, dude. It's stressful. Sometimes, yeah. If, if you let it, yeah, it can be super stressful because you're just tripping out on like this one 15-minute set or 10-minute set, and the whole day you're like thinking about it and stressing out over it or something like oh, I gotta get it right, I gotta get it right. Uh, what if I say this wrong or, ah, uh, you know. Um, but the very first time I did it, it was because I was at working at Red Lobster for like two years. And okay. every single day almost, I was having somebody tell me like, oh, you're so funny, you should do stand-up comedy. Oh, you're so funny, you should do stand-up comedy. I would have big tops, like 12, 15 people like laughing like their fucking asses off. And I'm always yeah. like, ah, oh, thank you guys, thank you guys, we'll be here next week. And then they're like, oh my God, you're like, you should be a comedian, you know. And so after six months of people telling me, I was like, all right, fuck it, maybe I should. So I went up to the pizza joint, local restaurant here that does stand-up yeah. comedy on, uh, I think, like, Wednesdays or something. So I show up, and everyone's just playing music. There's one more guy who did comedy. And I, mind you, I have no material at the time. I had no idea what I was going to say. I just knew that I was funny. So I was like, ah, like, I'll figure something out. And uh, I was just, like, watching people sign up, and I was, like, getting more nervous the, the more time went on. And I just went to the fucking... I wasn't going to drink. I, I got so nervous. I was like, I have to drink if I'm going to do this. So I went up there. I was like, can I have four Dos Equis? <laughs> yeah. And so I just literally went back there, like signed my name, cracked open the Dos Equis and just pounded four of them. And I was like, all right, feeling good. And the next thing they were like, all right, Sergi Scroggins on up next. I was like, it's Scroggins, but whatever. And then I go up. 
and I'm just looking at this crowd of people who had no idea what's about to happen to them. And I was just like, uh, uh, I forgot what I said. I was like, oh, yeah, guys, I'm here. I'm actually, I brought my skateboard. I'm going to do some tricks for you guys. And then I try to do like a, a kickflip or something, and I like land primo and fall. And then I'm like, ah, no, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm actually going to do some comedy for you. I heard like one girl chuckle. I was like, all right. I was like, all right, yeah, I got my biggest fan already, you know. And she's like, oh, shit. And I was like, hey, does anybody like go to school here, you know, just like talking up like crowd work. And this guy was like, yeah, I go to UTEP. What are you studying? He's like, I don't even know. I was like, damn, this guy's like spending all his money for some shit he doesn't even know. Like, just go to YouTube, bro. And he's like, ah, yeah, yeah, you know. And I was just talking to him about working. And then I I talked to some other people about some stuff. And I don't even remember, but I was just like making fun of everybody, making fun of myself, too. I was like, ah, yeah, I look like Eminem who like never made it out of the Trevor Park (laughs) or something like that. Uh, And it went pretty well. And then the next day, there was actually a comedian there who had saw me, and he's been doing stand-up for, like, a really long time. So he invited me out to another open mic the next day. And before the show, I w- or before the, yeah, the show, I went to an actual comedy show, the professional comic strip. And uh, I saw the guy, and he, uh, he was opening for, like, Carlos Mencia or something like that that night. What's his name? What's his name? Nico. No? Yeah, so Nico was there. And then Nico comes to the bar. Uh, that I'm going to be performing at and all the other comedians who are like really known in this area for comedy already this is my very second set mm-hmm. and um, I brought my friend with me and for this set like I literally like feel like I did a really good job on this set yeah, yeah. Like, I had no idea what I was going to say either but I had people yeah. laughing and then they came up to the show and they're like oh are you from out of town like you've been doing comedy for a couple years already I was like, no, nah, that's my first second set ever. <laughs> this is my second set. That's yeah. And then the right, right away, they all came up to me like, well, I barely your second set. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, shit. Like, all right, come with me here. Like, come over here with me. Oh, you want to do a showcase? And I was like, okay, sure. So, like, my first month and a half of doing comedy, I was doing showcases already. Damn. It's pretty crazy. Well, congratulations. Yeah. But that's, that's years away from me. <laughs> you know, the you can just get up there and just figure it out. Now, I, after like the two and a half years, I have like 15, 20 minutes of, of material that works. But at the time, you know, for like a whole year, I was just free balling it, freestyling it. Freestyle, freestyle comedy. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing. It's like at work sometimes, I just freestyle comedy. You know, like just tell, just whatever you know, pops well, in my head. What I'm trying to do is like stuff in my past. Yeah, you know? that's like and the funniest going shit. Going up there and just. Maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll try it. Why not? You know, why not? Be like, hey, this one time I stole <laughs> like three hundred dollars worth of pizza. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> How do you steal three hundred dollars worth of pizza? Should I say it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, no, it's actually a friend that stole the pizza, but I was there. Yeah. Um, it was a goddamn friend. <laughs> it was. I was in Denver, bro. It was like, these guys were just no good. Just skater dudes, you know, just hanging out, drinking beer. No, are you, you trying to stereotype skaters into bad people? Nah, nah, I'm just saying, like, they just, like, the, the particular guys that I was hanging out okay. with, yeah, like, right. like, one of them was really cool and, like, actually my buddy, and then the other dude, I didn't really know too well, but, uh, so he just had this great idea, told my buddy, he was like, hey, like, let's order some pizza, but at this restaurant, they have, like, huge, huge pizzas, like, where, like, it's, it can barely fit through the door of your house, that's how big it is, so we're gonna order, like, a few of them. And here's the, here's the idea. So we have the apartment right here, and then the next, right next to us is their apartment, but no one lives there. So we're on the top. And he's like, all right, like, we'll be right back, man. And I was like, okay, for sure. So they go up to the top of the roof, and there's like this little window that they open, and they go to the other side, open that window into that apartment, call the girl to that apartment. She puts the pizza, they slam the door in her face, they lock it, run back up, <laughs> bring the pizza over to the other side, 
and then, like, it's just quiet. And then you just hear her knocking in, like, hey, uh, what's going on? And then knocks again, like, another five minutes later. Hey, uh, you know you have to pay for that, right? And then, like, quiet for, like, another ten minutes. Oh, my God, I did not need this today. Like, you kind of hear her, like, breaking down. She's like, oh, this is, like, the worst day. Like, what's going on? Like, please open it. Like, it's no big deal. Like, please. And I was like, oh, shit, like, you guys are going to buy it? No, I was like, no, we don't have any money. Do you have any money? I was like, dude, that shit's expensive. Like, what the fuck? Why do you order? <laughs> He's like, all right, we'll just got to, like, lay low. And I was like, fuck, all right. So then soon enough, like, like an hour later or something, we hear, like, another knocking. Like, um, it's the police. Open up. We know you're in there. For, like, a while, just slamming on this door. She called the police, and they showed up for pizza. Right, yeah. So the police are there slamming, like, hey, you got to pay for your pizza, dick. And then uh, some dude comes out, and he's smoking a cigarette, the neighbor. What are you guys doing? Oh, this, this fucking asshole who lives here uh, decided to order all this pizza and, like, not going to pay for it. And the guy's like, so it hits the city. You don't know who lives there, right? <laughs> <laughs> the cop's like, son of a bitch. And then they're just gone, and that was it. Like, <laughs> the, the greatest pizza heist of all time. Just like the old switcheroo. Poor girl, though. Did you tip her? I wanted to. I wanted to get back in contact one day and just be like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna if give you I had the money, I'm not gonna tell you why, but yeah, just like see, you're gonna be like, <sighs> yeah, just send her a note. Like I know what happened. Right your, those are demons you're gonna carry on to your dude. Next, fuck it, I guess, bro. I, I made peace with it back in the day, though. I'm good. Like it's fine. It happens. But has she? I'm sure she got over it too. Hopefully. You hope. Ah, who cares? Fuck it. It's just Some, pizza. This one guy, one time when I was like in third grade, one of the guys that I sat across from said Skizers, and I think about him every day instead of scissors. And he has and no he idea. Has no idea. <laughs> you know, like you can, I can guarantee you, this guy has no idea he exists. And he said Skizers one day, and that's like a vivid memory. Yeah, imagine she like wakes up in the middle of the night. She's like, you have to pay for that. Like, oh. You have to pay for that. And then she's like, like draining and sweat. Like, what's wrong, honey? Nobody lives there. It was them again. Nobody lives there. Nobody lives there. Nobody lives there. This is what you did to the poor girl. And you dealt with it. I look online. You made my peace with my own mind. Uh, I don't care. Who cares? Like, I didn't call in the pizza, you know. Like I don't fucking. It's whatever. But I didn't even like. I didn't even. I didn't even like the pizza, bro. I, I threw the pizza away. <laughs> I threw it away. That's worse. That's worse. I think. I think I'd rather you. I was like, ew, it's cold, and just throw it out of the fucking window. Oh, it tastes. It tastes worse stolen. Should have paid for it. I don't. I think I gotta be heading out pretty soon, man. No, yeah, absolutely. No, it was a pleasure having you, man. man. You know. Kind of mentioned that uh, you wanted to do a second uh, eventually. Uh, we kind of have a pretty busy month coming up, but you know we'll stay in touch. Absolutely, you know, kind of want to stay in touch with you know friends, you know, acquaintances, whatever, and we'll see what happens. And if you go to a comedy show, I'm willing to go. Watch, I might go this week. This week? This week? Yeah. Maybe on Sunday. Sunday. Maybe uh, there's one on Monday and Tuesday of next week too. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna perform. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, appreciate you you know kind of stopping by. Yeah. I had a lot of fun, and hopefully we could do this again. Definitely, man. All right. How do you like to end these things? Just, just I, click I, it I, off. I, it's just kind of like, like, uh, like a gunshot noise, and then be like, <laughs> <laughs> my neck, and, like and then just like.